Aoife Lee and you are listening to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project Podcast. guys, welcome to episode 20 of the Danke Wellness Project podcast. I cannot believe that we have made it to episode 20 and I'm so pleased and grateful for everybody who has listened so far. This is Dan here and I am a social care worker in Ireland providing support to families who are currently homeless. I am also a counsellor and psychotherapist in training in Dublin Business School. The whole reason I set up this podcast is because I'm passionate about my own wellness, I'm passionate about my own life experience and I'm also so passionate about helping other people to find their own wellness and those little things that they do each day and each week to make themselves that little bit happier. It takes a lot of courage to discuss your struggles and to discuss what you do to get over those struggles so with each and every guest that I have I just feel more and more grateful to gain the benefit of their life experiences and to come and bring it to you each week. So thanks to everybody who has listened so far and I hope you get as much out of listening to it as I do of creating the podcast each week. On this week's episode I have the amazing Aoife Lee. Aoife is a parenting expert and has set up her own company in Ireland called Parent Support and she provides support to parents in relation to their own parenting. She has two young children of her own and is from Dublin, Ireland and I really, really hope that you get so much benefit from listening to me and Aoife discuss not just parenting, it was an interesting one for me to do because I don't actually have any children, but Aoife and I spoke a lot about setting goals, we spoke a lot about overcoming fear and we spoke a lot about getting balance. So what I'd like for you to do is sit back and relax. Again, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to episode 20 of the Dan Kyo Wellness Project podcast and I am absolutely delighted to have on the 20th, I can't believe it's the 20th episode by the way, Miss Aoife Lee from Parent Support. How are you Aoife? I am very well, thank you. Thanks for your time and thanks for coming on to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project podcast. Yes, I'm feeling very excited about um, being part of this infamous wellness project. <laughs> uh, we're all becoming little celebrities here. Um, <laughs> for the right reasons. Oh, for the right reasons, yeah. No, it, I'm I'm delighted to be part of it, and thank you for inviting me to no share. No problem, no problem. When we, before we came on air, we were discussing uh, episode 18 with Mr. Dave Moore, who you we are both connected with on Twitter and various other social media platforms. Um, was there something about that episode that gave you food for thought for the fact that you were coming on a couple of weeks later did you could you relate a lot to what Dave was saying around parenting yeah I mean I think just I, I would be a fan I'd, I can't deny it um I do enjoy the show the lads put on but uh I in a way I was listening to it for personal reasons as well as um, a little bit of research to give myself some sense of you know what to expect mm. So all, you, all your fears completely disappeared, I hope. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, yeah, fire in your belly now. <laughs> all, all set. No, but I really enjoyed it. And um, to be fair to Dave, like, uh, listening to his interview, he works really hard. Um, 
but also then you can hear it in his work and what family mean to him and how he values mm. family life and uh, it's really important so yeah, yeah. and that's that. what I live and that's what I work for as well so yeah that was one thing I took from it as well and as somebody who doesn't have children myself it mm. was really interesting for me to talk to both Dave and then last week on to Elle Young the uh, singer from LA who talked also about what it was like that moment that he brought his first child home mm. and there was nobody there there was no nurses there was no doctors there was just him and his wife there was no and this thing yeah this thing that he, and exactly the way Dave Moore described it and I really really I knew you were coming up this week so I really wanted to ask you do you recall that and I'm going to ask every parent that I interview from now on do you recall that moment when you came home with Charlie for the first time and what it was like. Yeah, I mean, Charlie's gone on eight now, so it feels like a distant memory, but mm. um, there is that sense of, oh God, um, you know, what way do we, you know, what way are we taking this? But I'll be totally honest with you, I suppose, I did, like, we couldn't wait to have kids and we were lucky enough that we've got two healthy, um, a boy and a girl. But at the time, um, I suppose I would have had a lot of experience with kids and mm. although there's nothing like bringing your own home and the sleepless nights and all that goes with it, I wouldn't go as far as how Dave described it and <laughs> wanting to kidnap his public health nurse, but uh, <laughs> certainly... You, I didn't, probably, you didn't call Ricochet or anything? No, I, I actually, um, yeah, that was giving me food for thought. I must add him on my uh, resources list. I didn't realise <laughs> Ricochet was... Uh, the DJ to contact, but um, no, but uh, uh, you know, from a, from the world of parenting and and kind of how I meet people every day that are facing different struggles, it's mm. a constant learning curve, and I think no matter who you are, what background you come from, you're always going to have that sense of you know how do we do this, and sure. that's kind of reflected every day in in my work and personally as a parent myself. Uh, uh, from the day your child is born right the way up until, you know, while you're responsible for them, there's always something to, mm. you know, there's always going to be something else. Yeah. And, uh, but... Is there, is there a great piece in accepting that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that there won't be a row in the morning over uniforms and, uh, you know, getting out the door for school, but it's reality. And, I mean, certainly... Um, the more you live it, the more it starts to become that bit more natural. The better you get. Well, yeah, yeah. Ideally. The you get. Yeah, ideally. <laughs> yeah, but the more confident you get and the more you yeah. kind of see your relationships build with your kids. Um, I mean, the other aspect of it is, uh, you know, you're working with your partner, whether it's your, you know, um, husband, wife, uh, whatever scenario you're, you're in, you're relying on one another to um, support and be consistent and mm. kind of singing off the same hymn sheet. So there's a lot to be said. That can then impact the parenting and, and what, yeah. how, how you manage Well, that, that brings me nicely on to um, what you're doing at the moment with parent support. And as my listeners and people on my page know, I'm a counsellor and psychotherapist in training, but I mm. my base degree is in social care and yours is also in social yeah. care. So we have similarities going back there. But how did you go from studying social care and 
you referred earlier to having worked with lots of kids mm. during that time mm. uh, when you were working in social care and that probably prepped you a little bit for having your own kids but how did you go from that to setting up parent support and could you tell the listeners a bit a little bit about what parent support is about yeah so I suppose going back um when I finished my uh you know final studies in school I went on to get my degree in social studies social care and it's it's I always knew that I wanted to work with people and that led me on to well where do I start on and I actually started off in Ballyfern Ballyfern at senior college mm-hmm. and did two years there and then got deferred into Sligo IT uh, over in the west and that was in the late 90s the wild west back then the wild, yeah no it a fantastic um few years and um you know, from the point of view of social studies, it's quite broad. Like, mm. there's lots of different avenues you could go down. After you get your After you get your, yeah. yeah, your diploma, your degree. Um, so I started off, after my qualification, I started off um, with the health service working in residential care. So I worked with children in care. Mm. And then I moved on to early intervention, um, where I worked on a team with social workers, speech and language therapists, OTs. Multi-D team. Yeah, multidisciplinary, and that was a multitude of families, and um, um, and then I went on to social work in child protection, so working with children in long-term care, and one of the parts of my job at the time was supporting parents. Now, I did some training in parenting. I wasn't at the time a parent myself, so... Yeah. Part of me felt, oh, you know, am I being a bit of a hypocrite here? Yeah, who am, who am I to? Yeah, however, there's a lot to be said. I feel that I kind of held that, um, um, what's the word? Um, I felt natural. I loved working with people. Mm. And I had this grow or this love for um, the parenting bit. And I don't know what it was, but there was fire in my belly about it. And yeah. I enjoyed it. You were passionate. Passionate, yeah. And I then got married and had my two children myself, um, but was never 100% happy in my job at the health service, which is the Irish yeah. um, um, health system. Yeah. Um, and So well, there was something there that you knew that you... I wasn't happy. I yeah. wasn't happy. So there was something else that you knew that was there for you, but you couldn't really figure out what it was yeah. at that point. Yeah, and I ended up going to see a life coach Ooh. because I was really quite, um, I felt quite low mm. back then in my job because I remember one day saying to myself, ask myself the question, I wonder what it's like to love your job. Like, it was so far beyond. I wonder what it's like to actually look forward to doing what you do. To and could, in, that, in that time when you were feeling low and kind of desperate mm. about your situation, could you actually visualise what it was like or was it so bad that you couldn't? It was so even, bad. You, I, you were wondering, but you couldn't imagine. Yeah, I actually um, reached out to a girl, uh, Paula Mullen, who I owe her um, my happiness as far as my job's concerned but I reached out to her she was a, she was a coach um still is and she I went to her and my initial session I remember saying I cannot even open up the, the paper to mm. look at the jobs because I am so afraid mm. I was I I was putting up all these barriers to why I couldn't move out of the job I hated yeah. I was so scared I could not see beyond it and it took um, um, about six sessions over the course of maybe um, 
10 weeks to work through all of that. And that's where I identified what I loved in my job that I hated. Yeah. And that was the parenting bit, which I never, I was so bogged down in feeling crap. Yeah, full of doubts you were feeling. Yeah, really. I I was quite, my confidence was quite low. Mm. It wasn't a good time in the health service at the time at all. Um, There was a lot of stuff going on and... You just weren't valued. Um, it, it wasn't. A, it was a bit of a dark time. But anyway, um, started off. Did this coaching. Realized parenting was. Mm, I like this. And then I was pushed into. Well, what do I need to do next? And that's when I found a parenting, a, a parent coaching diploma. And that was where I went and I did a year's diploma. I started when I was six months pregnant with Charlie. I had him. <laughs> and then I went back when he's five weeks old. And I honestly <laughs> look back going, what the hell? But you know what? I wanted it that much. Yeah. I was so determined. Mm. I was shitting myself. But yeah. I just, I did it. Mm. And I can't believe looking back that I did because I was feeding it myself. So I <laughs> yeah. really was pushed myself above and beyond. And I think... That's well, that just shows how difficult your situation was if you were willing to be that motivated yeah. whilst having a child, having to nurse the child, and you yeah. were that motivated to reach for that next level in your career. Yeah. That, that shows how bad it, it had, it, it it had gotten for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the diploma, you know, it was it was hard because you had a brand new baby and assignments and practicals and uh, yeah. filming yourself um so uh, filming mm. yourself, practice this as part of your assignments yeah. to be a coach. So I was a, um, training to be a parent and life coach, but I knew I just had this sense of like, this is what I want to do. So this, so after that, I kind of went, I started playing with the idea of setting up myself. Yeah. I went back to work after my maternity leave on Charlie and then I, I turned around and attempted to set up by myself at the time but it was just a lot to take on um and I parked it um reluctantly but I I probably felt a bit overwhelmed I was taking on probably a lot more um than than I was able to at the time and then I had Katie several years later and it got to that point where I had to make decisions about do I can we afford to go back full time yes and then after that it was well I think this is the time where I need to set up I was really quite um, uh, scared about going, leaving a full-time, permanent, pensionable job. Everything my dad had told me to never that, do. Never do <laughs> yeah. that with make sure you get your um, health insurance policy. Oh, that we were always drummed in about health insurance and pensions, and I left it. Um, and it was a very um, big decision that um, myself and my husband John had to take, but we made it and. Here I am four years later. And if someone had told me back then, yes, you would be working for yourself and, um, mm. you know, I wouldn't have believed them. So mm. I, I, you know, I kind of pinch myself sometimes to, to where I'm at. So that yeah. was where parent support was born. Yeah. And, and we're going to come on to what exactly parent support comprises of. But I just want to ask you about a couple of things. Because yeah. that is an amazing story in terms of... A lot of people who are listening to the podcast want to hear advice or mm. little tidbits of what they could do to get out of bad situations. Mm-hmm. I think it's not a stretch to say that the majority of people who are lucky enough to be working don't love their jobs. Mm. You know, there would be a lot of things that come up for people in terms of, oh, my boss is 
again on my case my workload is yeah. you know inappropriate I don't enjoy I'm not passionate about they mm. don't have as you said the fire in their belly yeah. about what they're doing so I think a lot of people will have related to what you were saying mm -hmm. the most interesting thing I found in terms of a wellness podcast yeah. was that you sat down and became aware of this yeah. with the help of a coach, mm -hmm. a life coach. Mm -hmm. She guided you through identifying in, in the midst of all the mire, yeah. the one thing that you did enjoy yeah. about this situation that you hated. Yeah. And then she helped you come up with a plan, mm -hmm. a step-by-step -step plan to mm -hmm. maybe build something for yourself around this thing that gives you that fire in your mm -hmm. belly. Mm -hmm. I just think that piece of advice to take out of what you're saying is so important to reach out. Yeah. And and interesting what you say is she helped me plan. She would have been um I suppose facilitated you know when you when you coach you literally are the you know the whole the whole concept is or the whole idea is that you have the answers within. Right. You just have to try and find them. So um that's where she helped me, but it was ultimately I had to find it. And she had told me at the beginning, you know, this is all about setting goals and working towards mm. it. And I was just like blank. I was like, how am I going to do this? So I was so ingrained. Yeah. So you can't, in my opinion, you, can, you can't set the goals until you identify, identify and gain an awareness of the direction in which you want to go. Yeah. You know, like a lot of coaches and very, very famous, um, you know, online gurus, mm -hmm. yeah. in inverted commas, say, yeah as if it's an easy thing just think of what you want mm. set it as a goal and then take the steps to go towards it as mm. if it's that easy but actually i find and a lot of people who i talk to find that identifying exactly what you want is actually the hardest part yeah because what happens is we build up um uh, barriers and what what i've learned is um kind of self-limiting beliefs mm. so you we tell ourselves throughout our lives what we can't do and how difficult things are and why we can't change our job and mm. why we can't make these decisions. And that's one of the elements of what you have to work through when you're at that kind of, you kind of raise the bar and you're pushed. I mean, there were, I, you know, there were tears in my sessions because oh, yeah. I couldn't face, but she pushed me to a point where, you know, it, it was uncomfortable, but Things have to be uncomfortable. It right. just stuff doesn't just fall into our laps. And I think for a lot of your listeners would probably, you know, when you're stuck in a rut, it's very hard to see beyond that. But if you, you know, if you want to change something, you have to raise the bar and you have to actually get uncomfortable. You have to be uncomfortable. Yeah, that's where the it's it's cliche. That's where the magic happens. Yeah, and the feeling of pushing yourself and turning your thinking around. It's so powerful oh, and it's yeah. so empowering. Um, but also what I really had to focus on was my values, like what's important to me. Right, and that was that a big part of your initial sessions with your Massive, life coach? Yeah, because that's, you have to look at all these different aspects, like what's stopping you making change? Mm -hmm. um, what is really so important to you and what you think is important to you may not actually be again as when, important as you think yeah and that the, the exercises that you kind of take yourself through um that's where you can surprise yourself mm. in god there's a lot more to me than i ever thought 
and that's where yeah it gives you that platform or that opportunity yeah. and I'm without sounding too cheesy but I am so I'm forever grateful that I may I picked up the phone that day because I mm. genuinely don't know where I would have been be. yeah um, but sorry you have the permission to be as cheesy as possible yeah. because it's a wellness podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. will you will receive a good response from the yeah, listenership. I know, I know. More cheese, please. Yeah. Well, you know what though? There's a lot to be there is a lot to be said. Um and anyone I would say that's feeling overwhelmed right now, I would genuinely um put it out there to look at what what are your options in, in, in moving forward? Mm. You know, look at who can you reach out to? Is it a case that you just need to have a conversation with someone that you trust, that mm. you know is a good listener? And it's amazing even how powerful listening can be. Yeah. And it's incredible, really. Oh, it is. And, you know, you said about, what was your life coach called? What was it Paula about? Mullen. Paula. Hi, Paula. Hope you're listening to this. Um, fair play to you for turning Aoife's life yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, for facilitating Aoife turning yeah. her life around. Paula facilitating um, yeah. What you mentioned about you were Paula's client, mm-hmm. and it struck me the similarity between life coaching and psychotherapy, which I'm training for at the moment. Yeah. The client does all of the work, and as part of my training, I have to go to weekly therapy as well. And I find it very challenging because I have to do all the yeah. work, and my therapist is amazing at making me do all the work. Yeah. One of the things he says to me quite often is, This isn't about me. Mm-hmm. because I'll be deflecting I'll be asking him how was his week and he's yeah. brilliant he just cuts me off and says this isn't about me yeah. so I think the reason why I'm bringing up this point is a lot of people who are listening will as you said we all have those strengths and those abilities mm-hmm. a lot of to, to turn our lives around or to make change in an mm-hmm. area that is bothering us a lot of people who are listening to this may meet, only want to make small changes to yeah. a certain area but they yeah, have those blocks yeah yeah and they don't believe or they have adverse beliefs that mm. make them believe that they are incapable they can't of it. do it yeah but what i was what i really want to hammer down here is the impact of reaching out mm-hmm. i don't think I think everybody should reach out. As you said, it doesn't have to be to a life coach or to a psychotherapist. It can be to a a trusted friend. For me, a lot recently, I've been reaching out for this podcast to people who inspire me. Yeah. And you're one of those people, by the way. That's why I asked you to come on. But, um, you know, and that has helped me hugely. Mm. So it doesn't have to be, you don't have to pay someone 100 quid an hour. Not at all. It can be a a person that you trust. But the act of reaching out is so powerful. Yeah. I mean, I I, I would always say to my (coughs) mum, My mom is a great listener, mm. and uh, my dad too. Mm. Uh, but my, I would say to my mom, you know, like I could sit there, and there might be something going on in my head or my mind, and she would sit there and she would listen, and she won't pass judgment. And that's that's another big element to my job and what I learned being coached and and um, uh, qualifying as a coach is that yeah. we cannot judge another person's life. Yeah, and. Um, because every individual scenario, situation, and life is different to the person beside you, and so complex. Yeah, and and that's where when it comes down to the values, what's important to you might be very, very different to me, yeah, and yeah. and that's why I have to be very mindful when I am with a client mm. that, or, or you know, a parent in my case, that. I can't judge the decisions they've made because mm. that's what's been true to them and that's their reality. Yeah. However, what I'm in to help them do is 
look at change and look at how they can do things differently and you know what have they what what new yeah. learning have they taken from a situation and, and yeah. there's a lot so to be said so it's basically the opposite of super nanny then yeah i mean people do say <laughs> so you're like nanny 911 oh, and all no. this but you know what i i i'd be lying if i said you know you know my there's elements or principles like I, I, I go into the family home if that's what they want and I can observe in a very natural and informal way but certainly I don't go with my briefcase and my glass although I do wear glasses uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have you know the hair tightly yeah. uh, held back and like Miss Trunchbull what Miss Trunchbull from Matilda you know oh kind yeah of wagging the finger kind yeah, of absolutely not I mean that's it and, and, and building rapport is, yeah. is a biggie so now is a good time as ever to talk about parent support mm. as a business as a passion of yours mm -hmm. and as something that has been built out of your desire to i suppose gain expertise in an area that you really had a great passion for and build a business on top of it so do you mm. want to tell me how how it all started off and what it is that you can offer parents who need support yeah i mean i suppose parent support is essentially um a service i provide where I do one-to-one -one consultations um, with families um, where they're experiencing difficulty and challenges. And it's funny, when we talked about kind of reaching out to people, mm. nine times out of ten, people that get in touch with me are at the end of their tether. Right. You know, they've read the books, they've read the articles, they've listened to family members and, and telling them this is the best way to do things. And they just need that independent, um, okay, this is my situation, this is what I've tried, help, please, <laughs> yeah. because I yeah. think I'm ready to just leave home now. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's you're not, you're not exaggerating. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, that's people just... ring me up and they're like, I, I'm, I were in such a bad way. And it takes strength. Like they literally Googled, what the hell am I going to do? Yeah, it's like, what do you do? I'm, you know, it, it's, it's, it's literally got, it gets to that point. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's every aspect of parenting from... Uh, behavior, f eating, sleeping, um, you know, from a lot of my work is predominantly with um, up to kind of 12 years, so children okay. up to 12 years. Um, and um, the, the other aspect of my job then is going into wellness and well-being talks within the workplace for working parents. Well, that's very interesting because I didn't know that before really? asking you to come on to the wellness project okay podcast. yes so that's very interesting to me well there you go yeah we'll come on to that now in a second so yeah so so that's kind of my that that would be i would be involved in a lot of wellness for um uh, a lot of kind of the corporate companies mm. um and is it all from a parenting perspective or just yes. a general life perspective it's as it's, well? it's parenting um yeah. so I kind of fell into that by accident because I said to myself initially, okay, let's go and set up a business in parenting. Mm -hmm. And I went to my local library and the kids stayed with my parents. Three days, I went up and down, stayed over my parents. And every day I used to go up to the local library, sit there on my laptop on my A4 page. And I just started writing stuff down, mm -hmm. trying to think of business names and my, mar you know, who my market was going to be, obviously yeah. parents, but mm -hmm. where I needed to go. So it all built from there. And I thought, I'm going to provide this service. Where I'm going to do one-to-one. -one. So I never foreseed, foreseen. Foresaw. <laughs> Foresaw, even. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
I'm an expert in parenting, but not, not English. Not English. Um, <laughs> but uh, I never uh, imagined that mm. I would stand up on front of a group of, I mean, I've been in front of groups of 70 people. Yeah. And again, if someone had told me back then, four years ago, when I was setting up, this is what's going to happen, mm. I would have said, no, thank you, not a chance in hell. Yeah. And I, I'm, I actually, I can't believe I've got to this point in, in my life where public speaking is part of my day to day. And do you enjoy it? I absolutely love what I do. And um, but do you enjoy the public speaking? I, I, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I suppose actually it was it was when you were talking to Dave last week, and you were talking to him about what you know. Do you still get nervous oh, about yeah. doing stuff? And you know, he was kind of bang on in that, like, of course, no matter how good you are at something or mm. how confident you are in the material or whatever else, I think it's so important to have fear and nerves because mm. not fear as in you're getting sick, but, well, maybe yeah. to a point, yeah, where you've got butterflies in your tummy, you've mm. off your food. I mean, there's, depending on what I'm doing, sometimes I'm like, I'm going to have my lunch afterwards because I'm not going to be able to yes. digest my lunch. Yes. But, um, when you have that sense of, oh God, I mean, rescue remedy, I a few drops on my tongue, happy out, and it gives you that drive. Yes. Having that fear gives you that drive. Yeah, that's, that's really important. I mean, Dave, I laboured this point with Dave because I, it was the first time I, I had talked to a guest about fear in a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that it's something that is, as you said, essential. And mm. when I hear you talking about that pre- public speaking mm. nausea yeah like you even perked up in your energy and mm. it was like so obvious to me that that fear anxiety whatever english word you want to put onto it yeah is it means that you are extremely passionate about what you're about to do mm. you really want it to go well you don't want it to fail no. but it shows how passionate you are mm. Mm. so I'm trying to change how I view fear in my life as well. Mm -hmm. If I'm fearful or anxious or scared, mm -hmm. and I talk about it a lot in my therapy, and I talk about it a lot with my loved ones yes. and on my page, the Diet yeah. Wellness Project podcast, it's how do we, how do we help people and ourselves to see fear as a positive? Yeah, because it's so scary. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you know this the the, the book you know uh, feel the fear and, and do, do it, it anyway. anyway. Um, until you're in it, I don't believe you know. If we spent the rest of our days being afraid of doing things, hmm. you would be where you are, where you remain. Yeah. It's kind of like if you don't push yourself, um, and that was the, the big thing for me, and I can completely understand what you're saying and how you're describing that. Oh, God. Uh, the thoughts. And, and that, that, going back to pushing yourself, if you don't push, if you don't poke at that fear and, and push yourself along, you'll just remain, yeah. it'll be, you'll remain stagnant. And I yeah. think there's a healthiness to feeling nerves mm. and there's a healthiness to feel that fear. And um, I think there's that kind of learning. It's, mm. There's always that new learning. And if, you feel scared about something and you go, do you know what? Let's just bloody well do it. Yeah. And once you do it, okay, you mightn't have been 100% happy with how it went. But you did it. But you did it and you have to learn, mm. well, you know what? 
okay, how would I do that differently? What did I learn? My first public speaking gig, uh, would you put it, it was in a school, it was an hour long, it was in front of about 70 parents. I was so sick with nerves. It wouldn't have been my finest moment. But how did you do it anyway? Talk me through that. Like, how did you follow through? Was it I, the fact that you'd signed up for it? Had you already been paid? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know. There has to be some motivation that makes you do it anyway, as Susan Jeffers says. First of all, I said yes okay, to yeah, the request of, will you come in? And I had nothing prepared. I just said, yes, well, this is the platform where this is going to make me, first of all, um, create material mm. and content, first of all. Mm. If I want to do this, I need to start somewhere. So I had this opportunity to, will you come in and talk to a group of parents about uh, communicating with your child? Yeah, no bother. And in my head, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, At this exact same time as you were saying on the phone, yeah, no bother. Yeah, no problem. Let's talk through what you want to do. Yeah. And I went and I sat on my kitchen table. My kids were in bed and I went, right, get your shit together. And I started to develop material. I would have spoken to some friends peers who um, would have been experienced in public speaking I would have practiced with them Mm. you know practice 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 but know your material know when you are passionate about your subject that totally comes across yeah I mean you know I hear you doing your podcast and how excited you get Mm. and you know you know when someone is passionate about someone you something you know when they have that fire in their belly and that comes across and that's how the subject that you're talking about, you know, it, it, it then just builds its own legs and exactly. you're off. Exactly. And when you experience fear, when you drive through feeling that fear, and when you get through on the other end, the sense of achievement yeah, you pay, feel is amazing. is huge. It's massive. And you're exactly, you're so accurate in what you say is it may not have been perfect. It wasn't. Hopefully no. it's not perfect because you should always be reassessing yeah. something that you've been through that you were fearful of, that you got through the other side that you're happy with, but reassess, do better yeah. the next time, go off in a different direction. Yeah. But I think it's that act of pushing through. I'm not talking about that people should enjoy being fearful no, no, and no, stay no. in the fear. I'm yeah. talking about what Susan Jeffers talks about is you have to match that fear with doing it anyway yeah the payoff is, is is so big and there's a lot to be said for like you said preparation practice mm. um it's hard not to think about these things when you're in it yeah but it's kind of like you're you're riding the waves as such and mm. and once you get through it it's it's like i said it's amazing um how good you feel um and when you reflect back Often, let's say, um, if you hear yourself talk like I will <laughs> after this, uh, you know, I don't think majority of people don't like to hear oh, themselves. That's, that's absolutely accurate. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, I remember I did my first radio um, kind of piece mm. and I was so terrified. I remember it was on actually Today FM and it was a Saturday morning slot and I was co um doing a piece on parenting with it with another girl and it was the night before was my birthday and I didn't even celebrate my birthday that night because I was so terrified I was practicing my material and yeah. but I suppose what I learned from that was I mean it went fine I hated listening back but I did because I wanted to kind of get a sense as to how I came across 
Um, I bet your, the feedback was amazing. Like, it sounded fantastic. Well, I was, you know, first time on a radio in a studio, I felt I did okay. And now I do kind of regular slots on um, um, some of the shows where I talk about a topic and a lot of it is over the phone. Um, where can our listeners find that? Uh, Kildare FM. KFM. <laughs> KFM, yeah. Um, and, you know, like, I'd love to branch out. It's been fantastic, mm. uh, a fantastic learning. But I make myself listen back to um, their podcasts uh, when, when I'm featured on the podcast because, again, it's a, it, I think we're our own worst critics mm. and we can be very quick to put ourselves down. But you'd be surprised when, not that everyone has an opportunity to listen back to their work, but, you know, put yourself out there for feedback. Yeah. Um, look for you know what people have to say mm. and nine times out of ten people are kind people mm. aren't going to just make stuff up for the sake of it and you'd be surprised how much it comes back to you in your favor yeah but i do believe that if you are doing something that either you're working towards that you love or that you're currently in that you love um that is is your that's your kind of vehicle to yeah. to, to push yourself mm. and i think is what's really important was something you said earlier about know your stuff mm. you know if you're we've already agreed that having that passion that fire in the belly as you yeah. beautifully said earlier is so important as a starting point but also as just as a follow-on from the initial starting point mm. get yourself read up yeah. on things like know what you're going to talk about before you talk about it obviously we have to wing it sometimes like yeah. there's been countless times during the downkill wellness project podcast that i have been caught unawares they're very informal, as you now mm. know from doing this yeah, episode. Yeah. But there's been very there's been a lot of times where I have had to wing it. But it's so important to know your stuff mm. as well at the same time before you begin. Yeah, I mean, people are um, well. In my particular field, people are paying you mm. um, to kind of produce the goods, yeah. um, and likewise, when I'm going in to do a talk in a workplace, I have to have my stuff. Um, not off, you know, not rolling off my tongue, but, um, you know, it comes across. People know, when you know your stuff, and like that, when you're passionate about what you're talking about, people feel it, they sense it, they experience it. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said that how powerful that can be. Absolutely. Um, But you instill confidence in the person. My job is to empower, to empower a parent that they are, you know, amazing at what they do. Yes. And when they start to see change, that's when they start to feel good about themselves. So yeah, I know we're swaying well, off no, the whole not. face no, this of fear. Is, no, this is, look, we talked enough about fear for one yeah. uh, Tuesday evening in, in uh, South September. Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> in September in yeah. South Dublin. I think that's a really important point. Yeah. And it, it rings true with me and my job. A mm. lot of my listeners will also know that I work with Focus Ireland providing support to families in homelessness. Yeah, and it's a very amazing. similar dynamic in terms of empowerment, mm-hmm. facilitating autonomy, yeah and when you have the absolute privilege like obviously we try and help people get houses to move into but it's so much more than that yeah a lot of it is exactly what you're talking about not necessarily coaching but certainly active listening being empathic empowering people mm. facilitating autonomy so that they can experience a change in themselves yeah. that they work for yeah through the work we're doing but how 
privileged do you feel when you observe that change in a parent? What does that feel like for you? You know, back when I was working for the health service, I remember when people asked me what I did and I told them, I shared it with them, they said, that must be really rewarding and, mm. you know, you must feel amazing. And I kind of went, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, it was hard. And I, I like that. I, but I, also because... She- <laughs> You were well, feeling that I feel that I, I didn't like your job. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't happy. In that, I wasn't in a happy place. However, now when I go and do a piece of work with a parent, and they are three hundred and six degrees turning twofold, and kind of saying, I, "I, you know," they're coming back saying, "I can't believe this is working." That in itself bumps them up a hundred percent. Yeah. And that's, yeah, if someone says, God, it must be amazing. And I'm like, yeah, it is bloody amazing. I, yeah. That's why I love my job so much. Yeah. So um, when you can come in and provide that kind of support, build that rapport so mm. that they feel comfortable in their own skin while you are sitting on their couch. Like, yeah. I am talking to yeah. you. I know we know, you know, like, I've, you know, that we know each other yeah. um, personally and professionally that when you're comfortable talking to someone like I'm like usually at this time of night kids are in bed and I'm ready for just you know glass of vino on the couch <laughs> and just day. completely yeah vegging mm. whereas I am now sitting at the edge of my couch here talking 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 about what I do and I, yeah. you know I'm and I'm also sitting I know that it's not a video podcast it's important to explain to the listeners they will be able to hear from our energies yes yeah. have changed from the start of the podcast as our conversation has developed. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely spot on, you know, talking about your job. Imagine mm. you're talking about your job and you're bouncing off the walls here. Yeah, I know, it's ridiculous. And I just <laughs> love the fact that you took a little kernel of what you really, like in amongst all the difficulties of your previous position, this life coach helped you find this little kernel yeah. of something that you loved about it. And now it's all of what you do. Yeah, I know. It's pretty. That's wonderful, isn't it? It's pretty incredible. And all I would say to anybody that is in a similar scenario or is really fighting with themselves about moving forward or making change, just when you start to doubt yourself, stop and listen to yourself, listen to your thoughts and, and look at, you know, what could I, what can I do here mm. to help myself and what can I do to move forward? And yeah. You know, like I said, if, if anyone was to say to me that I, you know, writing, mm. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would write. Mm. Um, you know, English was my forte, as you would have heard <laughs> earlier on when I couldn't even uh, talk properly. Um, I would never have been that person in the class coming out with the top essays, but yeah. um, because I'm passionate about my subject, yeah. that comes across on the page. And now I'm writing articles for Mummy Pages, which is an online yes. parenting website. Um, I am writing for um, Giraffe Childcare, who's a childcare service. And now my articles are featuring in pregnancy and parenting, or, you know, parenting publications yeah. that Wonderful. are, you know, across Ireland. And Irish Tatler, which is a well-known yeah. woman's um, publication. So and there's another offshoot. Achievement. There's yeah. another offshoot of yeah. that moment when you decided to set up parent support and you had that 
foreboding possibility of well, failure that you pushed through. Yeah. Like you didn't know you were going to be public speaking. You didn't know you were going to be writing articles that were going to be featured in Tatler yeah. and reaching so many people on national radio, on yeah. regional radio, Never. on a wellness podcast. Yeah. Imagine. I mean, this is the first, you know. <laughs> this, this is your is, first podcast. This is my first podcast. Wow. Yeah. So You're a natural. I'm really excited. Yeah, but. I am talking about what I, I know. God, people are going to be sick of listening, but no, they won't. I this think, is this is good stuff. This yeah. is exactly the whole point of the podcast is mm. to talk to people who are passionate about what they do, yeah. with a view to inspiring others to following their dreams. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, that's what wellness is. Yeah, it's creating an awareness of what it is that you love, what you're passionate about, mm. and following it, mm-hmm. taking the incremental steps. Mm. I just love that dynamic of what you've told me in this conversation about that starting point for your business and now all of these offshoots and yeah. it's still only beginning yeah but you mean, don't know where it's gonna take. i know and this is i think four years in right i'm 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 I have all these little avenues that i'm going down and i suppose i i do want to start um embracing more the media stuff mm. and i'm feel i'm still at that the the early stages of that but i am like a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine who's in the um, PR business kind of said to me, if I think you could be ready for media, I think you should start looking at um, getting uh, you, some of your articles in the publications. Mm. And I, at the time I went, ah, no, ah, no, 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 I'm not ready <laughs> slow for Slow down. Yeah, slow down, hold on a second. <laughs> and again, it was me putting a, a barrier up yes. or, or that wall as in, oh God, I couldn't do that. Mm. And I went, hold on a second. And now... I I'm I'm kind of just opening myself up to you know what this could be an opportunity even the likes yeah. of social media my brother was hounding me for a long time about setting up a Twitter account and now he's on to you about Instagram is it Instagram yeah that's my next that baby next? Uh, yeah. that's my next project but yeah. Twitter I've been able to reach out to people that I wouldn't necessarily do or um, have had access to, or know, access, known yeah. how to access. Yeah, and I've, I've actually, and, and networking mm. was another thing where I reached out to higher, you know, people in my field or along that lines, mm. and I would email them, going, "Do you fancy meeting for coffee?" Great. And that was that actually opened up a lot of doors for me, where I was being able to introduce to what led me on to some of my corporate yeah. stuff. There's something really important in what you're saying here, and we did speak earlier on about reaching out. Mm. And it is that, but there's it's something that runs deeper, I mm. think, and it's vulnerability. Yeah. It's even if you're not a hundred percent convinced of your greatness, which is there whether you're convinced of it or not, mm. there's a vulnerability with sending that email and asking yeah. Do you want to meet for coffee? What if I don't know what to say? What oh god, what if they don't like me? What if yeah. what if what if bullshit bullshit yeah. bullshit bullshit? That yeah. I experience actually quite a lot yeah. to this day and probably always will, but what I'm getting better at is noticing when I'm allowing that fear and that fear of being vulnerable mm. holding me back. I'll give you a really good example. I've, I've been threatening to release the Dan Dankowellnessproject.com for about six weeks now. Mm-hmm. I've been putting it off. Because yeah. I want it to be perfect. Yeah. I have loads of great content. I've been writing, you know, like you Brilliant. said, yeah. locking yourself away. I haven't locked myself away in a library for three days now. Yeah. But I'm getting more into the process of, as Fred Cook said on episode 16, he talked about just writing. Just do it. Yeah. Without thinking about... Allow what, it flow. Yeah, exactly. Without thinking about what the reader's going to think. Yeah. What anybody's going to think. He said there's great freedom in that and that's where he 
wrote his best jokes, for example. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is really Just interesting. Just for yeah. Yeah, but the, the point I'm trying to make, I suppose, is I think the vulnerability of putting yourself out there is what holds a lot of people back. Because mm -hmm. it holds me back. Mm. You know, and that fear of not being liked, that fear of not being good enough, mm -hmm. that fear of being judged. Yeah, how do I come across? Yeah, yeah. Mm. you know, so I think if, if people, if I certainly and other people and yourself can get a handle on that, and it's not about swallowing pride, I don't think, but it's, it is about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Yeah. I love that reaching out to someone and just say, hey, yeah, what do you think? And you know what? It's not always going to work out. And by no means, if we were perfect at doing things, like I am talking here, um, you know, because I love what I do. Mm. But I have days where I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And there are days where I am going into a job and I'm not feeling it. What do you do in that Um I, you know, this month, September, is extremely busy for me. I've, I've kind of got a talk on nearly every day. And oh, wow. I am, at the same time, dropping the kids to school and picking them up and play dates and parties. And then I'm going in to do sessions in the evening. So yeah. it's fairly full on because wellness is a big part with companies at the moment. Yeah. Um, kids are back to school. And there are times where I dip in the week because I'm wrecked. Yeah. and physically and mentally yeah and you're kind of thinking right what do, I'm trying to kind of catch up with myself and communicate liaise with my companies from my jobs that are happening the following week yeah um and in the middle of all that my laptop breaks down and uh, it's fairly hectic but um I when I'm not feeling it I suppose I kind of once I go in and I meet these at the moment it's predominantly the working parents in their workplace right once i kind of cross cross the threshold you're i kind of i'm on yeah and then i i kind of get their energy and the more questions they ask yeah. the more i and then the more material and and i kind of i step into a zone mm. um but like i said there i i do have my days and like that as much as i i write I sit down and I and this whole writer's block thing or just this whole dread of oh God because creating content can be yeah. hard because yeah. you have to be creative you know you're conscious of how you put things yeah. out and you don't want to offend readers <laughs> and like but you just have to kind of like um, Fred said yeah. <laughs> you have to uh, he's right Fred said like the song said <laughs> like Fred said you have to just Start yeah. writing, yeah. And and if that's putting headers, start to kind of dabble a bit in content, and then it's kind of like molding this mm. kind of piece of pottery. Yeah. You then just have to fold it into your own. Yeah. And um, but anyway, I've gone off. No, no, it's, there, a, it's 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 spot on. It's like what Gary Vaynerchuk says about um, creating content. Nobody ever releases a first draft. Yeah. And I find that extremely comforting. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> what I've been doing on my Facebook page for God nearly four years now is I've been just brain farting and posting. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm not to the point where I am drafting posts for my Facebook page because I want them to be in the moment and authentic. Yeah. But in relation to the blogs that I'm writing for DanKillWellnessProject.com, mm -hmm. I find that so comforting. <laughs> Yeah. That thing that Gary said, that Gary Vaynerchuk said, and what Fred was speaking about, and Danny from the Corona said it as well. Yeah. It's not like nobody releases the first draft. If you can see a process, it as a process of emptying your head, as you said, yeah. being creative, you're going to cut the crap out of it. Yeah. 
you're going to be reading it back on. I didn't write that. Yeah, Shite. yeah. That Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So you cut the bits out you're not happy about, mm-hmm. but you also are inspired by some of the stuff you wrote and your ideas start to generate again and you add to it then. Yeah. You'd be surprised it's the headspace you're in as well. Yeah. If you're sitting down kind of going, I hate writing, I can't write, then you have to just <laughs> kind of go, hold on a second. Is this a good time for me? It might never be a good time. Yeah. It, you know, insofar as if if you've never been that natural writer, I want to write a novel. Yeah. Okay. But it's like anything. When you have the piece done and you have people reading it, uh, it's then Yeah, like the constructive that, feedback you were talking yeah, about earlier. You know, nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. You're you're not go we're not going to satisfy every person in Ever. and I think sometimes we can have you know, we have to look at our, the expectations we have of ourselves. Yes. And as much as I say, yeah, face the bear and do it anyway, Ooh. and, you know, just let it go and, and get on with it. Like, you know, you have to be realistic at the same time. Yeah. Um, and certainly, if you are looking at the idea and, and trying to plan pieces of writing, Ooh. there is an element of discipline. Yeah. And there is, it, there is that part where, okay, you have to start from somewhere. Mm. And that is picking your topic, then kind of firing out some ideas. Just get it down on paper, yeah. and you'd be surprised once it's staring back up at you what can actually start coming out. And Absolutely, you, you'd yeah. be so, you'd really you might really shock yourself. You definitely will. Anybody who's um, listening to this who is holding themselves back from being creative because mm. of the reasons we've discussed in the mm. past ten minutes, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You feeling that? I feel it, yeah. Seriously, write for the waste paper basket. That's what Tony Robbins says. Yeah. Um, and I'm name dropping like a good thing. Yeah, here. You I, are. I don't know all they these guys. All... They're all very pe- or people who inspire me to a great deal, you know. Yeah. And I just think that um, another piece of advice somebody gave me around creativity and exp- self expression, whether it's Facebook posts or blog posts or preparing for talks like you would, Aoife, mm. it's the number one rule they said was you have to be authentic. Yeah. You have to write for yourself. Yeah, it's your style. First. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And be true to what message you want to put out. Like Dave Mord again talked about having a narrow focus. Not too narrow that you alienate 99% of your possible audience, but yeah. narrow enough that you can keep on message as much as possible about your own life experience but the authenticity was the biggest piece of advice and the rest kind of takes care of itself because you're not thinking about other people then no and I suppose that's where um, when you start creating content whether it is for articles or talks or um, whatever it is that you want to do Mm. um, you will start coming out in that piece how you how you are in your job what you believe in what's important to you and that the the the, what you're working for and it will come out in your writing yes and when if people can hear you when they read your piece yes well you have yeah i mean i think this is so it's just so important and i think it's so helpful certainly for me it's very helpful because then that takes away all of the anxiety and fear around what will people think of this yeah because my focus can remain on just being as true mm-hmm. about myself, being as true to myself, yeah, 
when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And my good friend Erin Larvik has had two episodes yeah. of the podcast because mm. she is so utterly herself that it will blow your head off. Yeah. Her blog posts are absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. She has a page called Erin Larvik Push for Depth and her area of expertise is coaching people yeah. to find depth in their life, to get below the surface level yeah. of what's happening. Yeah. But in line with what we were just talking about there, like it's nearly like you can hear her yeah. talking when you're reading. Yeah. So she pours her heart and soul into her blog posts, mm-hmm. but it's so utterly authentic that you can't not love it. Yeah, I know. And, you know? It's, and, and I think we're often drawn to a certain style of writing or... But there are certain um, bloggers that I really mm. enjoy reading mm. because they just have found this style. Yeah. There's um, uh, Andrea Mara who from Office Mom. She would often um, ask me to kind of quote as the parenting expert in her blogs. Oh, um, and I'm not being um, biased here. Would that be the right word? Just because she asks me to, to write, do bits and pieces for her. But I love... I love doing pieces for her because I love her style of writing and her whole, you can hear her talk. That's just her style. And that's why she's been as successful as she, she is because she has such a lovely way and it just comes naturally to Mm. her. And she made that big decision. I know going from working, um, full time in a, in a, in a her own, yeah, her own business. And she's quite an inspiration to you. Yeah, well, I, you know, um, we connected and she, we, we reached out to one another. That's reaching out at the very beginning, yeah. and um, you know, she's yeah, she's one of those people that uh, you know, I, I, yeah. I listen to and, and I read. But yeah, so there's a lot to be said for um, when you make that yeah, and you make that connection. Yeah, to it's what a beautiful you do. thing. And as I, I just love doing this podcast because mm. I was driving down over here this evening and I knew general idea of what we mm. would talk about but I really really have loved where we've gone with the conversation yeah. and I think that's the thing I love about the podcast the most is to not have too much structure on it yeah. but to have a level of authenticity that allows for both myself and the guests to express themselves and mm. explore like actively explore yeah. our ideas around wellness yeah. and that brings me really nicely to the question that I ask every guest which is mm. What does wellness mean to Aoife Lee today? Yeah, you know, um, you know, when I we spoke about arranging tonight, you know, you said that this is the one question that I would be asking you, and I thought, oh God, and that Straight was away where, you had the yeah, oh God, oh God, uh, <laughs> what do I say? Do I say the right thing? So and you were doing the thing. I was doing everything that. I'm telling people not to do. No, my natural instinct was okay. What do I, what 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 am I meant to say? Or, or what you know? Because again, I'm all about kind of preparing. And mm. funnily enough, we're talking about writing. I started to. I was doing the dinner yesterday, and <laughs> I had my notepad on the counter, and a word came into my head. And I was like, right, write that down. Yeah. And I started just jotting down words because I would just. I thought, well, I'd forget them, um. But I suppose. When it comes to wellness, um, from a home perspective, and uh, you know, family, and then the fact that I am working through it every day, working with parents in the workplace, and talking about wellness mm. and managing our home and work life balance, and 
You probably don't get asked this question quite no, a lot, but so you ask it a lot of other people yeah, all the time. Yeah, well, I suppose I explore it with others um, and yeah. I acknowledge it. And I'm living it myself because I work and I juggle the kids at the same time. And it's amazing. The same stuff comes up all the time from one company to the next. It's the same stuff. It's that guilt of yeah. being, you know, working full time and how do we alleviate that kind of mm. emotional... Um, uh, pull between yeah. our, our homes and, and being in work and it's crazy it's, it's the same stuff but when you ask me I suppose about what wellness what it means to me yeah. um, it kind of it's what we've spoken about throughout really and I'm looking at the words I've written down mm-hmm. and I suppose and did we speak about many yeah, of the words you wrote down yeah I talked about reflection mm-hmm. I think um, new learning goal setting mm-hmm. um, the importance of values and what's important to us and beliefs and, and self-limiting beliefs and how it's important that when we talk about how much we can't do things, it's changing the mindset as to, you know, what we can do and yeah. and um, and pushing ourselves mm. to thinking differently about things. So the more the more we the more we the more we say we can't do something, the more exactly. we believe it and the yeah. more we step we live it. So we actually have to train ourselves to Turn do around. the opposite. Yeah. Do, do a one eighty on it, like do the opposite. Yeah. So thinking differently into into so the more you say I can't, you kinda have to think, well, how you know, how can I change yeah. this and, and what you know, what can I do here that will make me believe or, or that I can that I can do it. Um time out as in not time out, naughty step, which I don't believe in. Um, that's a <laughs> you whole heard other it here first. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. Uh, time on, out is in me time. Tell, tell us why you don't believe in the naughty step. Because I don't think it works. Mm. Um, time out, I think, is more for us to take for the adults deep, for for us to take that deep breath. I mean, I'd have parents that say, "What if it works for me? Is that okay?" Absolutely. Um, mm. But I think, and it always gets a laugh, but. When you put a child on the bottom step of the stairs, when you're in the midst of a, an argument, they usually say, is it time for me to go onto the step? And then while they're there, they're up and down like yo-yo saying, is it time to get off? So that's why I believe, and, and I encourage kind of a quiet space as opposed to, so yeah. it's about learning. Our, our children don't have that, that ability to self-regulate. They don't mm. have that ability to regulate their emotions. So when the lid opens and the, the steam comes out of their ears and nose and every, every harvest. They, um, they don't have that ability to uh, calm themselves down like we do. Yes. Because they're... No, the way we should do. We should do, yeah. And <laughs> Not, I know some people do. that don't do yeah, yeah. Than me. yeah, no, absolutely. But it's, it's, it's a learning and that's where mindfulness yeah. and wellness come in because we do need to treat ourselves well. Mm. We do need to look after ourselves because if we don't, that's when things can spiral. Yeah. And um, so time out means that if you are a parent listening to this and you are burnt out, and the batteries are low, we're running on fumes, we're not good to anyone, we're not good to ourselves or our kids. Especially our kids. Yeah, we're not. So that's why I think wellness is very much about looking after ourselves. If you feel you need to get time out, and that means, you know, time to yourself, time to reflect. Um, Don't be a martyr. No, I mean, be resp- take responsibility. Yeah. And kind of say, I need to take a break here or I'm going to go do lally. Mm. Um, and that's why I think wellness is important. When I come back to kind of the, co- the, the company stuff, 
there's nothing like um, a group of parents coming into a conference room in their workplace. I've been to lovely um, offices mm. and, and conference rooms and for them to sit, they might have had a meeting the day before, a full-on stressful meeting, and then they're sitting in the same spot talking with their kids yeah. and listening uh, to how everyone else is in the same boat and they're mm. not the only one. The value on that, and that's a lot of what feedback I get after the session, people will email me because I'd offer handouts and i go, look, if you want to get in touch yeah. to get stuff, they'd email me going, listen, thanks a million, I found the session really helpful. And mm-hmm. um, I am so relieved I am not the only person going mm-hmm. through. Because people, again, yeah. without sounding yeah. kind of dramatic about it, but people suffer in silence. Because of course they, they think, do. They think they're the only ones. Or nobody's situation can be as bad as mine. No. So when you have someone that might be in a different department to you, but it's saying the same stuff, or maybe, like, God, I went through that six months ago. Yeah. The sense of relief is overwhelming. So I think to allow somebody to sit in that kind of environment during your working day, allowing yourself the time, mm. you you mightn't say, I have no time, I, I don't have time to go to that talk. But when you're able to walk away and take something that can make a difference when you go home to your kids can make all the difference. So that's where time out, I think, is is really important. And I'd say the same for myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I say to my husband, I need to get an afternoon off here because, or it's yeah. some time out. Um, so yeah, it's, I suppose, one of my, my kind of last little line that I wrote here is, life is, is so busy, we can often forget to stop mm. and think. And uh, yes. Yeah, Just having that awareness yeah, of yeah, knowing when, awareness, when yeah. you need when you need stuff. it, yeah. Um, one thing that has trickled down. Sorry, thank you for, yeah. for answering the most important question of all for Eva Lee on this Tuesday evening. Yeah. Um, but one thing that is distilled from a lot of the podcasts, and like the, doing these podcasts is a body of work because you're asking a lot of people similar questions. Yeah. But it's remarkable how different the answers are, mm-hmm. but how many similarities run through them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And one of the things is balance. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of, it can be a highfalutin kind of I know ideal mm. ideal mm-hmm. up, up there you know but it's balance between mind body and soul between you know you look at your life you know the pie chart type thing yeah and you give you have to give energy yeah you have to split yourself six ways seven ways whatever it is that you would like to have in those pies mm-hmm. in those slices of the pies would you agree that to to strive for you know, to feel well the majority of the time, you have to give energy to lots of different things. Yeah, I mean, um, depending on kind of what your interests or your passions are. Yeah, each each boy will be different for each person. Yeah, and that's where, um, <coughs> that's why each person is so individual because mm. what's meaningful to them can be different to the other. Sure, but. If we are to cluster our everything into one thing in our lives, we will um, see the effect, whether it's positive mm. or negative, yeah. in other aspects. So, yes. um, you know, whether it is the kind of exercising, whether yeah. it is, um, you know, stay connected to um, peers. Yeah. Stay, you know, I would say parent to parents, stay, you know, if, if you can, keep that connection and those friendships with people that aren't parents. Yeah. Because it's nice not to talk with the kids all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, the importance of the age-old kind of date night with your, your husband or your wife. Like, we forget. Mm. We we still have 
the relationships there yeah. that we need to mind. Yeah. And in, in my line of work, if both parents are fighting about how they are parenting and the relationship is starting to fray, that's where mm. it all starts to unravel. Mm. So we need to invest our time and energy into the relationships, into our work, mm. and um, into our kids, yeah. into our own extracurricular where there is no children, there is no partner, it's yeah. our friends. Or and, it's, it's, and for anybody listening who doesn't have kids or partners, you know, yeah. your pie chart is going to be different to mine, Absolutely. I don't have kids, you do, you know, all this. But it, I think a very crucial part, part? A very crucial mm. part of this is identifying your needs, essentially. Yeah. And, for me, me for example, coming up, my needs will be to give my time to my college course, yeah. my work, my fiance, mm. connect, staying connected with my friends, my exercise, obviously, yeah. not eating too much cake, yeah. or going We're over, go, going over my calories. Um, you know, so I know when I'm out of out of whack, out of balance, yeah, and I have to redress the balance. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, guys, you're listening to the Kill Wellness Project podcast. I've been blogging on my page for years now. The vast majority of that time I've been out of balance. So yeah. life is a constant... Learning. Yeah, but it's a constant yeah. um, journey to return to balance. Yeah. And for me, certainly, it in the minority of my experience over the past four years, I've been in balance. Mm. But I'm so blessed that I've had that experience. Yeah. So what I'm striving for is to get a greater percentage of being in balance and get them that minority of time of being out of whack yeah you know so i think if you can get a majority of your time where you feel yeah i'm kind of i'm a good place yeah i'm addressing things i'm I'm addressing the needs that i have identified for myself not the the needs that my mom says i have to have yeah or my dad or my fiance or any other Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. i love the way you just said there take responsibility for it yeah, well, it is an action. It's not something that happens. We can go around complaining about mm. X, Y, and Z. You know, yeah. uh, oh, you know, I'm really fed up that my jeans don't fit me. <laughs> I'm fed up because I'm hungover on mm. a Sunday morning. I'm, uh, you know, I'm really tired. I hate my job. I know there's certain elements of our life, depending on where we're at in that life. Yeah. We we may not have choices there and then, but um, it's like when parents contact me and they look for help when they know there's no magic wand in my back pocket and they I have to kind of say look at 99% of this is how we can change yes. or how you can change your way and actively take responsibility yeah, for that that's and that's it and you know we can be very self-critical but we have to look at then what we need to do. Yeah, not wallow in it. Well, yeah, I Address mean, it. Yeah, yeah. And that's where there movement... has to be a certain amount of allowance, I think, for, you know, okay, wallow for a little bit. We're allowed to have a moment. You know, I, I wouldn't stretch it to a day, personally, because mm. I'd never get anything done. No. But, you know, acknowledge it. Feel it hard. Yeah. As hard as you can. Yeah. Take a deep breath, have a cup of cha, yeah. or whatever your tipple is, yeah. and then... I just love that phrase you use, take responsibility. I think it mm. covers a multitude. Yeah. My my therapist often says to me, did you say your mantra yeah. for the past week? And I might have said it. He probably listens to this. He doesn't tell me he does. But like, <laughs> if you are listening, Sean, how are you? But I, I think to myself, yeah, I could have done it more. And the mantra is, I take responsibility for everything I said and didn't say. Yeah. And for everything I did and didn't do. Mm-hmm. And through saying that mantra, 
and by saying the other thing that he tells me to say, which is, I am good enough, over and over again. By doing those three statements, yeah. it, it, it eliminates guilt from my life. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful and powerful thing that is. Do you know what? And as you say, and it comes to um, think back when you say, what do I do if I'm not feeling it? Mm. Um, or building yourself up when you're feeling the fear, come back to feeling the fear. And what you mm. say about um, telling yourself these mantras, positive affirmations are the most powerful yeah. way of managing when you are in a tough time yeah. or you're anticipating or yeah. you're anxious or yeah. worried about something telling yourself that you're good at something is fighting that self-limiting belief yeah off. you're like yeah. back off self-limiting belief yeah i am On good at bike. what i do i am choosing i am choosing to have a good day today mm. um one of the one of the few things that I would say when I'm going into a session, I'm nervous, I've got butterflies in my belly, I'm thinking, mm. oh my God, am I going to be asked a question maybe that I won't be able to answer? Yeah. I say to myself, I am good at what I do. Um, I know my stuff. I am going to have a really good session here today. Mm. I say that every time I go in. And do you say do you say it out loud? Yeah, or would you say it I'm in, in the car, mind? driving yeah. across our main motorway. I'm on the M50, I'm in the car, I've got my rescue remedy by my side, and I, I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm good at what I do, I know what I'm talking about, mm. um, uh, you know, I'm going to have a really good session, this is going to be a really positive uh, session, sometimes I go in and I might have a group of parents that don't say a whole lot, yeah. and I have to be respectful, respectful of yeah. that, it can make the session that little bit more trickier because you are filling time and content, and sure. you know, you're just, you're, you want to go as well as possible, but um, that's probably my f worst fear is that we I don't have a chatty crowd mm. and that's not always going to happen so I say to myself we, I'm going to get lots of questions today and we're going to have a really good session So and I'm really good at what I do I just love that yeah I, you know and it might sound like oh she's very confident in herself but no but this is great this is stuff where this is powerful I, this is how people become yeah happier like yeah. doing things that are uncomfortable or that people people with negative limiting beliefs might mm. judge you and say oh she fond yeah. of herself isn't she yeah, yeah. fond of you know, the old irish thing you have a sandwich someone goes oh you're fond of yourself aren't you yeah yeah sitting there going <laughs> sandwich what yeah. are you talking about yeah. very irish thing but um yeah. yeah affirmations so that 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 can get you through and uh again anyone that listening that's maybe considering you know um, using them I, I I haven't looked back mm. and um, it kind of takes you out of the bubble and and applies you know just takes you into real life and uh, yeah. well actually the, what what you were doing is creating neural pathways I'm sure you know this yeah. do you know no, this? I didn't know you didn't that. know that okay so when you say something or imagine something visualize it yeah. if you do a visualization your mind can't actually discern between something powerfully visualized and something actually experienced. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say the mind can't discern, it means that the neural pathways are being created. Yeah. Um, and that's how beliefs change, essentially. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. this is backed up by lots of research yeah. and I don't have to hand now, so I'm not just, I'm not just making good... <laughs> complete <laughs> bullshit here, guys. This is actually real. Yeah. But me and my therapist talk about it a lot. It's, mm. it's like writing on a piece of paper 
mm-hmm. as opposed to typing something into your phone. Yeah. You're creating neural pathways. Yes, yeah, At yeah. the same time. So you're, you're embedding. You're pa- paving the way. Yeah, so if you write down on a piece of paper ten times, I am shit, I am shit, I am yeah. shit, that's reinforcing a negative belief. That's it. So yeah. the opposite is true as well. Mm. I am great. Mm. I am worthy. Yeah. I am good enough, yes. which is my current thing that I'm trying to really nailed down because for whatever reason that will be a a negative belief within me that I'm not good enough that holds me back from different Mm. actions Mm. so the one I'm trying to do now is write down I am good enough yeah and the three that I told you earlier on and you know what I even think um going to be um delving further into that and being more specific Mm. what um you know what am I what am I good at yes And, and actually naming I am good at like People have said to me in years gone by, you know, they like my tone of voice. Yes. They like to listen to me. I, 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 I also like that. Oh, thank you. Mm. Um, no, but yeah, I, very, I kind of, calming. I would say, I would say in my, in the car, on my way, en route to a session, I'd say, you know, um, I, I, people are going to enjoy my, t- my tone of voice. Like, I said, if anyone <laughs> I heard me, it's like, this is so ridiculous. But... Yeah, but it That's doesn't. It's what, not nobody else's business. Yeah. This is what builds you up. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is yeah. And the thousands my, of people who will listen to this yeah, will be hearing you. Thousands yourself. and thousands. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, there's a there's a lot to be said. Yeah. So, um, narrowing it down into, actually, you know, what am I good at? Yeah. And what is it about me? Yeah. Um, can kind of, uh, narrow yeah narrow it down further and give you give you a, as Dave said a. A narrow focus to move forward with. Mm -hmm. I think that's a perfect time to um, draw our conversation to a close. I would just like to say to everybody who has listened to this episode and all of the previous episodes of the Dan Kiel Wellness Project podcast, you have no idea how much you are having a positive impact on my life. The feedback that I get from each and every episode that goes past really sustains me and builds me up and gives me new ideas about what I want to do going forward. And the fact that even one person would listen to one episode and take a tip from either mine or my guests' experiences and uses it to move themselves forward absolutely makes me so pleased and so happy. So thank you to everybody who has listened so far. And thank you to Miss Aoife Lee from Parent Support who has given me a wonderful hour and 14 minutes of her time tonight. I feel like we could talk for another two hours at least but mm. I do need to go to bed unfortunately yes, yeah. um, no seriously though thank you so much for your time if people do want to contact you about getting you as mm-hmm. a sultry toned speaker to oh, their yes. to their business or if they want to contact you for parent yeah. support how mm-hmm. would they go about that uh, well I have a website parentsupport.ie okay and um, or email me through if at parentsupport.ie okay and um, I do um, I often do Skype FaceTime I actually was doing sessions with a lady in Singapore you're kidding uh, yeah a couple of weeks ago yeah we did uh, that's amazing sessions I know it was pretty so we had to juggle um, the time difference yes. but we managed it and it was pretty amazing but um, yeah, um, so get in touch with me, absolutely, and I've, um, uh, I'm have i on Twitter, thanks to my brother. Uh, at Parent Support. Support 78, I think. Um, what, there was 77 other Parent Support? <laughs> I know! What the fuck? <laughs> no, <laughs> Parent Support oh, come on! 70, I'm giving away my age. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I, I, pre- I prefer to think there was 77 other parent support oh, Twitter only one, handles. Listen, there is only one parent support. And 
it's me. So why did you not just call it parent support? Uh, I don't support? know. Maybe they kind of said, oh, that is already used. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably it about. probably was. And that the fecker who owns it has probably tweeted once and never again. Yeah. So really want to tune into my Twitter. Yeah. And your friends. Instagram is on the way. It's, it's yeah. At parent support yeah. 78 I, on Instagram. <laughs> I, uh, that is like that. That is my next, um, that is my next project. Great. But uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, you've done you've done well uh, chatting at this time of the evening and kitties well, in bed. And well, listen, as we as we mentioned earlier on, when two people are sitting on the edge of their seats at ten o'clock on a Tuesday night, we're doing something. What time right? is it? It's twenty to ten now. Yeah. Well, it it just just goes to show you. Mm-hmm. I spoke a lot to Elle Young last week about that feeling when you're actually connecting with another person yeah and how impactful that can be mm-hmm. so this is just a really nice example of yeah. it yeah. i'm buzzing now yeah you know so thanks so many for your time yeah and um best of luck with all your work Aoife at parentsupport.ie or parentsupport.ie for all the services yeah and absolutely. if you're in singapore she does facetime yeah <laughs> anywhere in the world honestly <laughs> see you soon Aoife. thanks thanks dan